Hey everyone, what's up and welcome to the new Pillow Talk podcast where culture meets Christianity. Here we'll talk all things Jesus, life, womanhood, singleness and relationships, you name it, we'll talk about it and we're just going to be real here. I am your host, Vanessa Belval, and my purpose for this podcast is for it to be a space where women can just be real about what's going on in their lives. I desire to help and encourage women to find their identity and purpose in Jesus, and of course, just to go through the journey together on navigating what being a woman of God looks like in a society that we're living in today. I'm so excited to just start this new podcast journey with y'all and to talk about all these things that just lead to breakthrough and freedom and clarity, wisdom, all these beautiful things that are found in Jesus. So let's grab your coffee, grab your tea, your blanket, whatever you got to get to get comfortable, gather up your girls to tune in if you want to, and let's talk. So the first episode, of course, you see the title, it is Stepping Out in Faith and Obedience, Stop Putting Your Dreams on Hold. So I've actually had this um, written down like a while back, actually, I wanted to do this on a different platform, but of course, life happened and um, you know what, I thought this would be a great episode to start. And another thing that's really funny about this is that... um, I am actually stepping out in faith and obedience with, you know, starting this podcast and doing this first episode. So it's kind of funny that this is the first episode to start this podcast. So I really, I really am walking it out with y'all <laughs> um, with this uh, topic for today. But that's great. And of course, in this podcast, uh, in this episode, we'll just talk about, you know, like, what does that mean to like step out in faith and obedience? What does that look like? What are some steps that you can do to, of course, be more like confident and bold when it comes to stepping out in faith and obedience and why you should stop procrastinating? Um, for those of y'all who probably don't like that word, probably like myself, because we love to just, you know, like leave things off. But let's be real. The more that we leave things off, the more that we're just going to have so much on our plate and things just aren't going to get done, right? So the first thing that, um, the first point that I do want to talk about is journaling your ideas and the dreams that God has placed on your heart. And the scripture I have for that is Habakkuk 2, uh, chapter 2, verses 2 to 3. And it says, Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. So what is this verse saying basically write down your vision and make it plain in that scripture writing on tablets it indicated the certainty of the vision even if the realization was far off a lot of times whether it's people in our life that we trust and we allow to you know pour into us and to encourage us or maybe it's also it's also even god himself 
who tells us of, of course, maybe like things or like dreams and ideas. He places some of those things in our hearts. And um, sometimes we can disqualify ourselves. We can, we discredit ourselves like, oh, like I'm not good enough to start that book or, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't have the credentials or the knowledge to start that small business. Um, I don't think that I'm good enough to, to, you know, um, to lead a small group or to start a Bible study or, you know, I'm not good enough to, I'm not good enough to just whatever it is. It could be any, it could be anything, anything that, um, the Lord has placed in your heart, um, to do. But the thing is like, although you may not feel like it, God knows you and God sees the future. God has your life planned out already. He doesn't look at what you lack. He looks at what you already have through him. And sometimes we don't see it in ourselves because we're looking at our faults. We're looking at, you know, the things um, we're like, we sometimes compare ourselves. If we can be very, very honest, we can compare ourselves to other people who look like they got it together in that small business, or they have it together when they're, you know, like singing, or maybe it's dancing or whatever it is that God has placed in your heart, um, that you've had in a long, that you've had for a long time, or that you know that it's God telling you to step out and do it. Or you know that God has just placed it in your heart for some reason. Um, And here's the thing. God didn't call you to be like that person who, of course, already has, you know, who already has that vision or um, that that who's already like operating in that very business or idea or dream that was planted in your heart. God didn't call you to be like them. God, God called you to be you. He called you to be the woman of God that you are called to be in Jesus Christ. So, um, and usually, of course, um, we feel like the realization is far off. We kind of sometimes look at our circumstances and we already disqualify or discredit ourselves saying like, oh no, that can't possibly be me because of where I'm at right now. You know, I don't have everything or whatever. But like I said before, God knows your future. He has like every single detail of your life written down. He already knows what you're going to do. He knows where you're going to be at. So I believe that, I wholeheartedly believe that when God gives you an idea or a dream, even if it seems bigger than you, I wholeheartedly believe that it's God. Because God is not some small God. He doesn't give us like small little small dreams. You know, they may seem small, but to God, they're very big because they're going to bring glory. They're going to lead people to his kingdom. Okay. And if you're like me, I love writing. <laughs> I love writing. Like I love to do lists. I love organizing. Like I just love planning. If I have a an opportunity to write something down, I'm like jumping at the opportunity to write it because I also feel like I need to write things down or else I'll forget it. I don't know if that's just me, but um that is definitely like how my just my, how my brain works. I need to write it down or else I'm going to forget. And then sometimes I forget where I put the very thing that I wrote down, like which journal did I put it in or you know like what to-do list did I put it in or where's like that planner that I had from like, you know, a few months ago or whatever or sometimes I don't even remember where that thing is. Yeah, girl, it's a whole other thing, but but um I love writing things down because I feel like when we write things down, especially when um, we write down the, the things that the Lord um, speaks to us, 
uh, or the Lord reveals to us in um, whether it's in his word or whether it's in our private time with him. It could even be like a a revelation that you get like in the car or as you're walking or something Um, like I, I have to write it down or else I forget it. And I don't want to forget what God said. And usually if I do, the Lord, he's so sweet. He brings things to memory. Um, But I love writing things down. And I definitely feel like when we write down dreams and ideas that God has planted in our heart, um, it's like, it's like in a way where we're bringing it back to life. And we're kind of like, we're writing in agreement with God, like, okay, God, I agree with what you said that I'm going to do. I agree with what you said, who I am in Christ Jesus and who you say I am in your word. I agree with what you say that's going to happen. I agree, Lord. I agree and I agree. And I feel like we need to be more in agreement than disagreement. Because like I said before, we sometimes disqualify and discredit ourselves from the very things that God is telling us to do. And and the very things that God or or even like what God is saying about us, you know? When God gives you a vision and a dream, it's for a purpose. And that purpose will always be to bring glory to God and because he desires to bring it to pass. God does not speak a word that he won't bring to pass. Think about it. He will not speak a word that he does he will not bring to pass. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is when, uh, where it says that God is not a man who should lie. He is not a man who speaks and does not act. He's not a man, he's not a God who promises and does not fulfill, right? So when God speaks something over your life, when he speaks that vision and that dream, he gives you that dream and that vision um, and he wants you to write it down. He wants you to start praying on it and meditating on it. Don't hesitate and don't doubt. Like, it could be so easy to because, you know, it's probably bigger than us. It's probably not what we're used to or it's different than what we have planned. But remember, it's for a purpose and he desires to bring it to pass. Remember, God has all the details planned of your life planned out. He knows what you're going to do. He knows where you're going to be. He knows who you're going to meet that will lead to that purpose and that plan that he has for you in the long run. He desires to bring it to pass. So if he's spoken it, there's a purpose and there is a future in that word that he's spoken. Thank you, God. That was so good. There is a future in that word that he's spoken. So I highly encourage you guys um, when you have that revelation when the Lord um, gives you or plants ideas and dreams in your heart, you know, write it down. Um, agree with the Lord on what he's saying. Agree. You're not just agreeing with the Lord on what he's saying. You're agreeing with the Lord. Uh, you're agreeing with who he is, that he's a God who speaks and acts on his word. He's a God who promises and fulfills. He's a God who is faithful. He is a God who... Um, He's a God who who brings his word to pass and is uh, omnipresent and omniscient. So I highly encourage you guys to definitely write down your your ideas and the dreams that God has placed on your heart. And it's amazing that I've I've noticed um, when starting my journaling uh, journey, actually, uh, like years ago, that when we write things down, especially the things that God has placed in our heart or whether it's a revelation through, you know, his word or just being with him, um, 
like years later down the road, you'll look back and you'll see you'll see that word that you wrote and you'll look back to where you were before and where you are now and you're you're just going to be like, "Wow, God like really like God really did like amazing things and like, you know, this is where I was before and look where I am now." And you even though you may not be exactly where um you said where he said that you would be but the fact that you are still alive and you are still wor- um working and doing the work of the Lord that he's called you to do and that you're moving along in the plan and the the plan and the purpose that he's called you to that's more than enough to just give you encouragement that God is faithful and will do what he said especially with the ideas and dreams that God has placed on your heart and it's like looking at the at the small but yet big um victories and testimonies so my second point is to surrender your dreams and your plans to God. Uh, Proverbs 16 verse 9. In, in, the human, in the hearts of humans, they plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Also one of my favorite verses, we can make our plans, we can make our own plans in our heart, but they're not for us. They're for us to surrender over back to God. We can make our own plans, but it's really God that is going to establish our steps. He's the one that's going to establish the plans, um, even the plans that we may have for ourselves. It's a, it's so funny of how we'll have this one plan and God is just like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's, that's cute, but I kind of have this plan, so we're just going to reroute. <laughs> um, it's funny, but at times it's really true, and then, you know, we kind of get a little, like, dis- it's like a disruption, we get upset, um, but later, later on, we realize that if we had not gone down that route, and if it didn't happen the way that God intended it to, like, it, we, we just wouldn't, we wouldn't like where we are, if we can be honest. Um, another verse that I have is Psalms 37, 3 to 4, where it talks about delighting yourself in the Lord, right? And it says, delight yourself in the Lord, for he will give you the desires of your heart. And I really wanted to break this down. This is one of my favorite. I know I pr- I'm probably going to say this about all of the scriptures that I'll talk about in this episode, as well as future episodes. But I truly do love this scripture because it didn't take me until a good while to really figure out like what that truly meant and you know um delighting yourself in the lord like what does that look like spending time with him filling yourself up with his word honoring him in the simple small choices of your everyday life delighting yourself in the lord is putting him first and even though life gets really busy but if we are intentional about about um about even the the simplest of things in our daily life, God sees that and that is delighting yourself in the Lord and allowing yourself to be filled up with his word and his goodness and his peace and his patience because that all of that is in his presence. Thank you, Lord. And um, the great thing is, you know, like it's not a thing of where, okay, you know, if I just spend time with the Lord, then God's going to give me what I want. Like, that is not how it works. It's not like that type of system, you know? Um, and it's, it's not really a system at all. It's just being. It's just abiding and just delighting in the Lord. And the desires that you have, 
or that desires that you already have, they will align with the Lord's desires for your life as you delight yourself in him, as you're walking with him in your everyday life, as you're putting him first, as you're seeking him and his righteousness and his kingdom first. Um, like, and it's not like saying, you know, where you're just like completely rejecting like completely rejecting everything and you know it's kind of like all right I guess I gotta put what I what I used to want down but there's a joy that comes like a supernatural joy when the desires that you once had look a little different um when when, or when the desires that you now have look a look a little different than desires that you used to have before because these desires are from the Lord and the Lord is a gift is a um he's a father of good gifts right so, of course, continue to seek God, focus on your relationship with him, and he will plant those desires that he has for you in your heart. And, of course, I do believe that journaling is a part of delighting yourself in the Lord, just writing down the very things and revelations and scriptures that the Lord places on your heart or reveals to you and brings to you when you're spending your time with him. Um, I'll be honest and say, you know, like as I was, of course, like walking in my journey, I had some, um, I had some desires and they were good desires. Don't get me wrong. But the more time that I spent with the Lord, the more that I just wanted, I wanted what God wanted. I wanted peace. I wanted patience. I wanted to live and to walk in righteousness, even if that didn't look like even if that didn't look popular in today's world, I wanted it because I witnessed it and experienced it in the presence of God while delighting myself while delighting myself in the Lord. And I just like that became like my full desire. And then, of course, it led to a desire of wanting to do things for him simply because of just how good he was. Um, it was a desire to have um a changed desire to have true of uh, uh, godly friendships of women in Christ to just uplift and to encourage you know I wanted to pursue ministry and leadership and that was like the thing that I like I had I did not want anything to do with at all and that was probably a different story for a different podcast episode but I think back and just how much I've changed and the desires of my heart has changed. And not once have I said, man, I wish I can go back to those desires that I once had. No, because when you're delighting yourself in the Lord, you truly see how good it how good it is and how good he is. And those desires that he'll give you, they're pure, they're beautiful, they're right. You're going to want them for yourself. It's like a supernatural wanting. It's truly beautiful. And um, this happens when we surrender, when we lay down when we um lay down our, uh, ourselves, we lay down our dreams and our plans saying, you know what, God, this is what I want, but you are so much better. God, you know everything. Because you know everything, because you know the future and the plans of my life, Jeremiah 29, 11, the famous verse, I can trust you. And just by doing that and just choosing to just abide in him, the Lord will just do such an amazing work on your heart and he will begin to just plant seeds and begin to like um he'll begin to like plant more dreams and ideas that will shape up to um that will shape up to the future and the plan that he already has for you like it's so beautiful 
It's not a thing of where he just forces it upon you. It's it's like a gradual thing that happens as you're spending time delighting in him. So the third point that I want to get into is use what God has given you right now. Sis, what are you doing with what God has given you? The scripture reference that I have for this is Matthew 25 verses 14 to 30. And I won't go uh, too in-depth into it, um, but I'll just give the rundown. Um, The parable is about a man who has these three servants who he entrusts his money to. Uh, The first servant, he gives five bags of silver. Uh, The second one, he gives like two bags of silver. And the third one, he just gives one. And he intentionally divides these in proportion to their abilities, okay? And... um, so of course the sir, the master goes away and the two servants uh with the more bags of silver uh they invest their money and they uh receive back from their investments while the third servant just kind of put the master's money aside it actually says that he dug up he dug a hole in the ground and he hid the master's money so of course the master returns um he comes back and he asks the servants hey what have you done with what I've given you? And of course, the two servants who invested their um their their bags of silver are praised, and he says to them, "Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities." While the third servant, he actually tells him, "You wicked and lazy servant." He called this servant wicked and lazy because he did not harvest anything he didn't he wasn't able to harvest because he didn't plant remember you're you can't harvest what you don't plant so remember that um and he goes to say that those who are faithful with uh little will be faithful with much and they will be um, they will have an abundance they will be given more responsibilities but for those who do nothing, even the little that they have will be taken away from them. And um, just going back to, you know, the servant being called wicked and lazy. Sometimes like laziness could be laziness can be really tricky. It can get the very best of us. Um, I see even in the scripture how the third servant got caught up in procrastination, you know, and let's be honest. Let's be real. Like life happens, but sometimes we just don't feel like doing things. And so we just kind of put it off and we say, I'll get back to it. And then, you know, uh, we'll, we'll say, I'll get back to it. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow ends up ne- being next week. Next week ends up being next month. And it just never gets done. Um, and usually, you know, it's because we always have the excuses of we're waiting for the right materials or, you know, like, oh, I got to have it all together. I need to have this and this and this. And like, um, we want everything to be perfect, but let's be real. Like if we wait to have the right materials or to have it all together or for everything to be perfect, you'll be waiting forever because nothing is perfect. Nothing is perfect. And partial obedience is still disobedience. So even if we do the very things that the things that God told us to do, but if we don't do it in the ways that God in, that God instructed us to do, it's still disobedience. God doesn't want ha- um, half of our hearts. He wants full of our hearts. So why wouldn't he want our full, di- our full obedience, right? 
we're waiting for the the right materials we're waiting for to have things all together and you know we're waiting for we allow perfectionism to get in the way but really like it's the very things that perfectionism is the very thing that holds us back you know um it it uh, holds us back from just starting it holds us back from growing and and we're waiting for things to be perfect we're waiting to have everything together we're going to be waiting forever we're never going to get things done sis god isn't looking at your bank account he's like he's looking at your faith all right um so like where's your faith level at like are you walking high in faith or are you walking low in faith are you walking by faith or are you walking by sight or you know are you saying well you know this is reality this is my circumstance like you have to understand that yes while you are here in this world but you're of a different world and that is a kingdom right reality ain't got nothing on faith your circumstances ain't got nothing on what God has already like spoken over your life and what God has already spoken and prophetically called you to do reality ain't got nothing on faith sometimes we allow our circumstances to dictate what God said we allow our circumstances and what's going on, what we're dealing with and how we feel to dictate to dictate what we're going to do. We allow these things to lead us when really it should be God that's leading us, not our circumstances, not what we have and what we don't have, what people say and what people don't say. So I challenge you sis, like look at your faith level. Like where are you at? Are you walking by faith or are you walking by sight? Are you waiting to see things come together in order for you to start that business? Are you waiting for things to come together to write that book? Are you waiting for things to come together to, I don't know, to maybe to start to start that program, um, that nonprofit organization that the Lord has placed on your heart to help people? Like, are you waiting to have the right materials? Are you waiting or what they what we seem to say is the right materials or are we waiting to have it all together are we waiting for a certain time or are we going to um are we going to go back to what god said before and are we just gonna go are we just are we going to take god at his word and have the faith that as we take that first step God is going to show us what to do next. And then after that second step, he's going to show us the third step. You see, so like sometimes we um, also say like, oh, I'm, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God to like tell me what to do. And, you know, I'm speaking to myself too, sis. Okay, so um, like, like even myself, sometimes I'll say like, oh, I'm waiting on God to tell me what to do when already I already know what he told me to do. He told me to to start this. He told me to go to that person and tell them what the Lord placed on my heart. And you know what? God is God is watching. He's searching. He's searching the earth for those who are committed to him fully in their heart, who will take him at his word and will do what he told them to do, who will live the way that um, the word of God instructs us as his people to live. So remember, you're walking by faith. You're not walking by sight. God's not looking at your bank account. He's not looking at what you don't have or whatever it is that you think that you need in order to do what God has called you to do. He's looking at your faith. He's looking at where you are in your heart. And he's wanting to see if you will go ahead and be faithful to do what God has told you to do. He's looking to see if you will be persistent to keep going, even if it doesn't look like what you expected. Right. Um, 
we need to we need to be found faithful rather than thought faithful truthfully we need to be found faithful rather than thought faithful we desire to be faithful and then when circumstances come especially when we're walking in the things that god has called us to do there's certain blocks there's circumstances there's difficulties and that's life they're gonna come and they're gonna happen happen but are you gonna stay firm are you gonna be planted and remember what god said and just follow through take god at his word and be faithful so i encourage you guys to just really um to to look at what god has given you those um special uh gifts those gifts those natural abilities god is waiting for you to use them don't be like the third servant who just puts them off thinking that they're of no use they're of amazing perfect use because our perfect god has given them to you and how are you going to know your purpose you got to know the you have to know the god that created you you're not going to know what you're created to do if you don't spend time and have a relationship with the creator so do not allow perfection to get in the way don't let the idea of failure hold you back thinking that if you start out and then you fail it doesn't work out then it must not be god failure often leads to growth redirection restrategization whatever it is and usually god uses those um those stumbling blocks to reroute you or to re-encourage you and to Uh, plant you back into the step that God wants you to be in order to do what he's called you to do so keep going even if it doesn't look like what you expected um allow God to grow the spirit of persistence in you sis if God gave it to you he saw a he he saw a a purpose for it he saw a reason to give it to you if and listen if you don't do it God will surely find somebody else who will okay God will find someone else who will. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be passed up by God. Like I want to be faithful. I want to do what God tells me to do. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's new, even if it's scary, even if it's, even if it's like completely what, like it's out of my box and it's not what I wanted to do in the first place. But if God wants me to do it, I want to be I want to be called a good and faithful servant. I want to be um I want to be found faithful rather than thought faithful. I want my walk in my life um to prove that. So remember that um do not worry about what other people will say. Worry about how they'll be impacted. That people there are people tied to your obedience, people that are waiting for you to do what God has called you to do. You have a purpose. You have identity. It's not in what you do. It's in who you are. And that's in Christ Jesus. And um, when you know the creator, that's when you'll know what you have been created to do. People may not know you, but they are waiting on you to do the things that God has instructed you to do because you have the gifts the supernatural abilities and resources that people will need in the future. It's not just about you. It's about bringing God glory and bringing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven on earth to reach the lost. And God has many facets where he will do this and he chose you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and we're encouraged to get back to the very thing that God told you to do, whether it's your first time um, stepping out in faith and being obedient to the instructions that he's given you, 
or you've probably already done that before and you stopped along the way, you procrastinated or you put some things off. I hope that you were encouraged to get back to planning and planting and just remember that he's waiting on you to step out in faith and obedience and as you do that, he will order your steps. He will tell you the next step, but you have to do the first step, sis. And remember, don't put those dreams and ideas that God has placed in your heart on hold. Thank you so much for joining me on this first episode of the Pillow Talk podcast. Enjoy me next Friday for a new episode. Bye.